Tired of commuting across town for music lessons? Are you sick of crappy YouTube tutorials? Then go to fetchclass.com. www.fetchclass.com. Teach and be taught in a secure video conference one-on-one. -on -one. Better than Skype and or FaceTime. Included is a scheduling system that reminds you of upcoming lessons. It's great for teachers and students alike. Join now and get learning. www.fetchclass.com That's www.fetchclass.com With yearly revenue at $347 billion per year on an e-commerce site, you need a website. You need bot.96.lt, a place to buy and sell anything. There's no need to build a website, it's built for you. Be part of an e-commerce community. If you already have a web store, you can join for free now. Go to bot.96.lt for more details. Hi everybody, thanks for tuning into the Apolog podcast. Thanks so much for supporting the show, and thanks a lot for telling a friend. You can go to www.apolog.esy.es. Apolog is spelt A-P-O-L-O-G-U-E dot E-S-Y dot E-S. Please subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please subscribe to that too and rate and review the show. Also, if you shop on Amazon, be sure to click on the Amazon banner on the right side of apolog.esy.es. And bookmark it. And every time you shop on Amazon, go to that bookmark and you'll be supporting the show. It costs you no extra money, but it really helps me out. Thank you so much and enjoy this show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 30 of the Apolog podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Thanks so much for telling a friend and clicking through and all the things, the wonderful things you're doing. Thank you for the feedback. I could do with a little bit more on the iTunes feedback, by the way. Keep going that. It's this thing called iTunes. It's where you can get music. Steve Jobs in, uh, invented it so he could make more money. Okay? There you go. Mr. Spike Slauson of the band You Cunt is my guest today. And what happened was is uh, we did it over, over the internet. And um, he was in Vegas and there was some really bad internet. Choppy, horrible internet. We got cut off at the end, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a little treat at the end because I ended up re-recording this podcast in my car, and it was only a couple of days ago from now. Uh, so we we recorded it in my car before the You Cunt show at the Bovine, and it went really cool, and we did a couple of songs, and it was fun. So what I'm going to do at the end is I'm going to put a song at the end just to say, hey, come back in a couple of weeks because the week coming up next week is going to be not Spike Slauson. It's going to be Chris Hanna from Propagandy. So everybody, sit back, relax, enjoy this show. I give you Mr. Spike Slauson. We've never met, um, but we know a lot of the same people. Yeah? Who, uh, well, um, who's that? Well, Melanie Kay, for one. We know. Oh, we, yeah. We know both. We both know. Uh, do you, you must know the Good Riddance guys. She's a dear friend. Yes, I know those guys. 
Yes. Uh, from Santa Cruz, California. Yes. Um, the Propaganda Boys. I'm familiar with them. Yes. Do not we... not uh, close friends with them, but I do. But uh, friendly. <laughs> you, you see, I would say you do high fives at the festivals. Um, I don't think those are high fiving guys. Maybe they are. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb, not knowing them very well, you but could uh, sit there with your hand up, like, and then be left hanging. That wouldn't be cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, that, that that's what I do with them. Where are those guys from? Winnipeg. No, they from Winnipeg. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So they're not from Alberta. Well, I mean, there's one province to Alberta, and then it then it turns into okay. yeah, it goes Ontario. So maybe they are responsible for the Alberta Spring, then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Propaganda. You think they could take credit for it? Uh, for enlightening people and <laughs> I don't know. So uh, it's very nice to meet you. Um, I think it, it's very uh, nice to meet you too. Welcome, welcome to a Canadian podcast. We're getting a, a hotel a Wi-Fi issues. So uh, you're uh, but we'll... yeah, we we could be getting those here. I I don't know. It's supposed to be free, but you know, yeah, you know, how Las Vegas is everything's free in Las There's Vegas. There's always some hidden surcharge or oh no. <laughs> No, 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 nothing. Nothing is free. No. It's it's horrible out there. Have you been here? I've been here a few times. Yeah, I've I've driven through um a lot of times, never stopped. Well, we've done a few shows. I think I did one there uh with uh, I used to tour manage bands. I used to tour manage a band called Some 41 and we played some shows there. And mm -hmm. also went through with SNFU, but I think we just stopped and gambled and then we left. I remember SNFU. They're fucking awesome, hey. I saw Chai Pig the last time I was in uh, in Vancouver. How's he looking? It was right by the Canby Pub, and I tried to buy weed by the Canby Pub because because that the, the the bike rack supposedly like legendary. You know, the legend is just you you go there and then like some guy approaches you and if you hang out by the bike rack long enough, but it didn't happen. And Chai Pig walked by. That's all. He looked all right. Yeah, he looks. You know. he's got all his, all his teeth are missing and. Um, they, I, did you ever see that documentary on him? No. Yeah, it was called... Uh, I will say for Vancouver, Vancouver deserves credit for not marginalizing him. I live in San Francisco and he'd have been gone, you know, years ago. Yeah, they did a big um, fundraiser because he, um, he lost all his teeth and they did a fundraiser to try and buy teeth for him. And they did. They made their mark. They mm -hmm. made money. And then he put the teeth in and they didn't fit right or they, he didn't like them. So he just took them out. So... Yeah, and when and I worked with us in a few in the early to, well mid '90s, so it would have been their co mm -hmm. second comeback album. They were so good, so good live, and I roomed with Chai. He was my roommate, and uh, he was uh -huh. he's crazy. <laughs> he's fucking crazy back then, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you, so you were just in Vancouver not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was up at East Hastings and and. Uh, Chinatown and Granville. What are some other street names? Pender. Yeah. Cordova. Oh, yeah. That's a special street. You ever take Cordova Street? Yes. I went I... to that fucking park. Do you know the one I'm talking about? The, the, that, that, like, that was when we got turned around. We we're like, no, this is, this is, we've come far enough. <laughs> like, it's because Cordova already looked really bad, kind of menacing. But if you live in the American West, it's, it's, it's not quite so much because we have tenderloins and skid rows and stuff that are that you know as far as like put east hastings to shame but then just sort of the level of 
I don't know. Like it's just it, it's this world entirely upside down. It reminds me of The Wire because it seems like it's by design that the, that the neighborhood is like that is as bad as it is. Yeah. So like it's supposed to be like to to some people like to some ideologies it's supposed to be this kind of unalloyed good. You know, or at least a net positive for the community that a place like this exists. But then ultimately, when you walk through it, like it's it's not good. It's yeah. it's it's horrifying. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just sort of have to remind yourself that that, you know. And it kind of is like Amsterdam, like it's, if it happens in Vancouver, it probably happened there, you know, like so. Yeah. So like policing areas like that are, are, are much easier when they're confined to like whatever East Hastings, what, what is it, like about a half a, half a square mile or something like that? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of weird little things. Like, it's very touristy during the day, and then it goes quite scary at night. Well, not scary. It just, well, um, there's a... What, Gastown? Yeah, the, Gastown, yeah. Yeah, that would be the yeah. east eastern sort of... Then it becomes, you know, wacky weird. I lived over on Robson for a while, which was the where the two Starbucks were kitty-cornered mm-hmm. to each other. And that wasn't so cra- crazy scary. But there are all the good clubs and all the good places were down in Gastown and East Hastings. And, and right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, you ever heard of a band called Knapsack? They're uh, they're they're no. a, they're a Midwestern band. Uh, Surge from a band called Sam I Am plays guitar in it. And they're sort of a late 90s. I know Surge. Yeah. So he has a band called Knapsack. He's Knapsack's. one of the twins. The singer from Jelly, or sorry, from uh, Knapsack said that I love Canada because it has an unrelentless need for cooperation. <laughs> I thought that was very poetic. I think that's Canada in a yeah, nutshell. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, like like that that I don't know. I could see if it if it were down here, that that's that that Balmoral Street scene, you know, Balmoral Hotel. Yeah, I could see that being just much worse and much more dramatic than it actually is. Whereas, like, if you just sort of walk through it, it just sort of, it's just ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not really, it doesn't feel like it's going to reach out and actually bite you, you know? Yeah. But, and there's, I, I, I don't know, there's, there's, that's, that's to Canada's and Vancouver's credit, as far as I'm concerned. Because then again, like on the, on, on the other hand, if you're walking through like Calgary or, or like uh, backwater somewhere and a bunch of dudes in cowboy hats are walking down the street towards you, like, you know, my initial instinct as an American is I'm about to get my ass kicked. Yeah. But then, you know, they just say hi and, you know, <laughs> ask how you're doing. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a put down. Canada has its um, fair share of uh, Lugans and uh, knuckleheads that want to beat other people up because they don't wear cowboy hats, though. So, you know, we have our fair share. We're not as... You know, we can be we can be as rough and you know judgmental as the rest of them. <laughs> sure, no, no, absolutely. But but just on the whole, I, I feel much more at ease around crowds out there and in yeah. bus, busy areas or at like shows and things like that and bars. Yeah, people feel a lot less volatile. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's because their needs are seen to. Might be cutting out. Yeah, I think you cut out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I got you back. You're back. I'm back. You're back. Nice. <laughs> this is bad internet. It's really bad internet. 
what are you gonna do i mean it's 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 this is the hand we were dealt i know i like it i mean this is it's good i just i hate the fact that it's ruining your flow no not at all like uh las vegas is ruining my flow <laughs> punk rock bowling it's, it's creepy here yeah yeah you know what what do you find i can't speak ill of punk rock bowling i mean that, no. that's a you know yeah yeah what do you find creepy about vegas though ah <sighs> it's there's so much <laughs> it's, it's hard to know where to begin yeah it's just it i think americans have a lot of really like destructive impulses and this city manages to manages to cater to all of them at once it seems like yeah and so you just have these kind of just like weird sort of over entitled animals just walking around wanting to consume things and to consume you or to consume things that you it, it's just this really weird vibe out on the street you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like almost predatory yeah and then it's also got that weird kind of western skid row kind of quality to it you know that that just drifty and desperate you know and dry and yeah. sunny yeah. You know. Yeah. The uh, I mean it sounds I don't know. I it, it sounds like you're kind of compassionate to the everyday people. Like, I mean it sounds like you just sort of like I see this and it affects you. I can tell like I even though we have shitty internet, I can see in your face like I this place kind of drives me nuts for the fact that there's like strip bars and here free drinks come in and gamble gluttony and waste of food and and it is a place of just pure on the outside gold but then it is everything like you said evil that uh, that is even not just america but like the world you know what i mean like how the world works yeah but nobody does it like here mm -hmm. you know like europeans they're just starting to get it you know what i mean like like <laughs> no nobody you know nobody does pig quite like you know <laughs> like 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 the typical american guy like i'm i'm sure you you you've seen him he's out there he comes to Canada now and again, slips across the border. Yeah, he wants to ride our street trains in Toronto, the, the street cars, but they call them street trains. Mm -hmm. and he wants to enjoy your, I've, I've ridden some street trains. Yeah. Um, wants to enjoy your free health care. Yeah. Medicine, prescription drugs, you know. Yeah, that don't come cheap, though, because we, um, we got crazy taxes that, that, that are above most. He doesn't. Well, it's true. He's but not paying them. Well, would he get our health care, though? I think he might get a bill if he if he broke his leg or injured himself or had to take an ambulance ride. I think. I don't know. Good to know. I know. <laughs> it's good to know. I um, I once got really sick in America, and I, I luckily had health like um, insurance. Otherwise, it was like... Whew. Like traveler's insurance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it seems so... Uh, Actually, I want to talk to you about this, and maybe you know about it. As an American musician coming over to Canada, have they changed the rules about work papers? That's what I heard. And the last time that I went to Canada was it was uh, the the Peace Arch over uh, to go into to BC, and uh, it had never been that easy. Never ever. Like I've spent upwards of nine hours at the border before, and then like however much money it takes to expunge your record, whoever's criminal record that happens to be along with you, hmm. you know? And, and this was 
They, or, you know, they see merchandise and say, let's like, I actually had somebody say, let's make the queen some money, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's weird. Invariably they, 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 they let you go with just enough time to get to your, you know, to get to the show after doors, but in time for your set and just pissed, you know, but this last time was a breeze mm-hmm. getting in. So I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing they, it's it's cheaper now for the actual work papers, I think, too, to actually come t- to Canada and to go to America. It was like a protectionism kind of thing before, wasn't it? It was like a trade, one of those sort of like, uh, like they wanted Canadian bands. Well, we have a Canadian we have we have a Canadian content legislation that that says when you mm-hmm. play the radios has to play a certain amount of Canadian music, and. That was because back in the 60s, we had Joni Mitchell and, and Neil Young. And, and that's it. We had mm-hmm. and, and, right. and Andy Kim, I think Andy Kim. But then it turned into, it did work. And now it's become almost, um, well, for the sheer sake that it gets looked at by Americans. Like, you guys are pretty Russian with your music stuff, the Canadian content. Because it's not as free as it would you would think, you know. But, and I think at this point now, it's kind of damaging our culture, you know, and let us fight with the rest of them, you know. I would agree. I would tend to agree. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, We're okay now. Like, we have, um, who do we have that's huge? Uh, we have Rush. Sure. Enough said. Absolutely. <laughs> Triumph. They're not together anymore. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Uh, yeah. He's a DJ in uh, CBC now, our Canadian radio station. Um, what's his name? The guitar player. Stretch marks. Stretch marks. That's true. Yeah. You had stretch marks. We did. We actually. Uh, yes. And stre- do you know Chris Walter? Is Chris Walter uh, the author? He does biographies up here. I think it was. I met some of those guys in Winnipeg. I want to say. That's where they're one, from. One time that I was there. Yeah, they're from there. Mm. Yeah, Winnipeg is a funky town too. I went back there last August, and it's like, whew, it's just nuts. So too. I mean, it's it's not as crazy as it used to be, but. Everything is sort of getting a little bit more uh, newer pavement and nicer, nicer, you know, buildings. But there's still that underlying bit of we have a lot of winter and it's very cold. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can't really get a beat on on Winnipeg. Just like Montreal, Quebec City. Those are those are two. And uh, and Vancouver kind of fits in like like if Tijuana is the lowermost point, then Vancouver is the uppermost point of of the West Coast to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's all pieces of a whole. Like they they vary kind of by degrees, mm-hmm. but they're all sort of pieces of of a whole. And I've learned to that that I've learned to appreciate that I've grown to appreciate over the years. Yeah, it's been so long since I've been to America, so. Uh, I understand that, you know, well, I went to Florida, but I didn't go to the southern part, the crazy part of Florida. I go to like the um... well, the, the southern part is the southern part is the more like that's the more that's the less sort of white reactionary part. Like the southern part is the, is the more sort of kind of Caribbean, like like Jews and 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 uh, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, like like. And then you get up into northern Florida, which is kind of the more like uh, weirdo peckerwood part. You know what I mean? Like the uh, like it's bad. Like like there's there's like Atlanta. You you could reasonably call it the New South. 
Mm-hmm. And it is. Like Atlanta's a great city, I think, at least certain things about it. And uh, but like say Jacksonville or Orlando, I, I don't think qualify. That's that's old South. Yeah, I was at um on the north side of the Gulf, um, and it was uh, like a, a federal park camping, and that's nothing like a normal Florida. It's very. It feels like you're still not so crazy. Right, Florida's crazy for sure. Yeah. There's, there are crazy people there. But that heat, how you could live in that heat without being, I mean, I think it just makes you crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like that, you know what I mean? Like, or it makes certain people crazy. It makes the people like like me with transparent skin crazy. That's why I don't live in a place like that. You know what I mean? I think the most I could do is like like the Gulf Coast, and I think even that would probably drive me crazy. It's not a bad place. I mean, my parents go there, and then and because it's a federal park, it's still pretty... Um, it still feels like, well, they say it sounds, it feels like Florida 40 years ago, Florida. And that's okay. St. Augustine is nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been to St. Augustine? That, that's a nice town. I drove through it, um, did like some shows in Tallahassee, did some shows in uh, sort of that Pensacola, um, Jacksonville. Pensacola's nice. Yeah. I like Pensacola too. Yeah. Yeah, there was a place we played there. I played there in the 90s that had... Um, it was $2, and it was a beer buffet, all the beer you could drink. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, see, Jacksonville was the last place that I saw, like, a, s- a strong showing of Nazi skinheads it was in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. where they all kind of, like, they, they, they got together, they were sig-howling the band, and then, like, the singer of the band got off the stage and wanted to fight them. And then, ultimately, this is actually pretty great. Then the entire crowd at the show wanted to fight them. And then all the Nazi skinheads said that, like, they were on parole and couldn't fight. It was, <laughs> it was nice. Like, they were trying to start a fight and stir up shit. And then when the entire crowd turned on them, then they said, no, 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 I'm on parole. I can't fight. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, that, that, that was beautiful. Yeah, I was there with Good Riddance, and they were sort of infiltrating the place we were playing uh, to find the back doors so they could get out fast. It was scary. I mean, mm-hmm. as just a little, like a small town Canadian boy, you're looking around going, are we going to die? Like, is this, is this something bad going to happen? And and when um, David, the drummer of Good Riddance, who was used to be in Lifetime, he's like, you could see in his eyes, like, this is bad. And I'm like, really? Fuck, where do I hide? Like, where's my hidey hole? You know, I need a place to go hide and just fall up into a piece of fear and be afraid of America. So then Florida, it, Texas. Yeah. Ooh. But then again, Austin is the most amazing city in the world. It's all right. Yeah. You know, I like it. It's all right. It's 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 got its it's got its qualities. Still Texas. Still Texas. You know, like like that that yeah, it's still Texas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just a little bit cuntier and with a with a fucking bachelor's degree or an MBA or whatever it takes to live there, you know? And a beard. Um but yeah, well, I should talk. They, San Francisco is I think they invented that shit. Or at least they perfected it. They all look like Northern Ontario men from Canada, though. That's that's the thing. That's the look. Yeah. Yeah, well, except they don't. Like, Northern Ontario, like, they didn't wear buns. I hate the bun. That That's the latest unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I hate the bun. Terrible. And it's buns, and then it's like, whenever you get close enough to hear a conversation, it's like they're trying to stereotype themselves. <laughs> Anytime you overhear, like, you, and not eavesdropping, because they, like, they're really sort of free about it. Like boundaries don't apply. Like there's this weird refined sense of entitlement 
that I think is generational. I think it has nothing to do with where you are. It's just they're invading the cities. It's like this is what white flight coming in the other direction looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Coming oh, yeah. back into the cities because like like now that that the people that were actually willing to live a more high stakes life and uh, brave all all the dangers of the inner city through the eighties and nineties and put a nice stylish coat of paint on their, on their row house and paint the mural on the local dive bar and turn the local dive bar into some hot spot. Like they saw that from out in the suburbs and then they moved in. Mm-hmm. And whenever you hear them talking, it's this weird kind of entrepreneur sort of like weird PC, like holistic entrepreneur speak. It's just, it's bizarre, but like, you'd know it when you heard it yes. because when, if you just sit on the periphery of people having those conversations and they're fucking insufferable and they've always got buns or like mom jeans. I don't know if mom jeans are still a thing, but they have those weird like Southwestern like Navajo print jackets and it's man and they're just moving in and it doesn't occur to them, the people that they're displacing, like it, 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 it but it has to, like they have to know by now. Yeah. Like they have to have read because they all have, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they all read blogs and mm-hmm. they're all off Facebook. They, they have to know like what, 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 what the, what their compound effect on these cities are. My hometown of Pittsburgh, apparently the same thing is happening. Mm-hmm. Surprising as it is to hear only it's, it's got, it's, it's different in Pittsburgh. It's a little bit more complicated because Pittsburgh over the last, sometime in the last 10 years bottomed out at like, 300,000 or even under or something like that. So they need people mm-hmm. and they need to keep the people that they educate. There's a lot of, a lot of colleges there, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But so you can't complain about all these newcomers, but you can because they're insufferable. They have no manners and they think that because they have a little bit, they have some means that everything is theirs and nobody has shown them any different. So I'd like to slap their parents though. Yes. I'm going to to add to your point, I work at a university here in Toronto and there's this like, self-entitlement, but it doesn't, it transcends the bun and the, the lumberjack shirt because it's just, it is, I think it's more generational because the people walking with their, with their cell phones in front of buses, uh, just stuff that sort of makes yeah. me kind of crazy. I think it's so rude. And I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but when, when I'm on a crosswalk and there's a cars lined up, I sort of step up the beat a little bit to get across the road because I have. Or let somebody pass. Yeah. You, you treat every intersection as if you were looking at it from up above. Mm-hmm. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and like whoever, whatever keeps everything moving faster. Mm-hmm. But like, and especially in California, because there are laws to protect pedestrians, which I think is, is, is great. But then like people sort of use that as this weird kind of like, well, I'm entitled to just like you have to stop for me. And, and it, it, it just sort of like it stops everything up. It doesn't it doesn't. Yeah. It's it's to the point where people have forgotten what it originally what its original purpose was. Yeah. They're just, they're just trying to stop people from running you over, which if you act like this, they're going to want to fucking do, you know, like it, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, they got in <gasps> northern part of America, they have flags, right? To cross the street, you put a flag, you have a flag and you cross. Is that like in Portland or something? Could be. Yeah, I don't no, know. They, they don't have that in San Francisco. But they, motorists are really rude in San Francisco too, so it's 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 hard to and they can they can ultimately do a lot more damage. And bicyclists too. They're they're, they're rude cunts too. <laughs> we're just but, we're just uh, getting bike lanes in Toronto. Yeah. Really, just real bike lanes. Like 
I guess there was a lot of like people getting hit and killed and things like that. And mm-hmm. I, 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 as a bike rider, you got to be scared for cars. But the um, sure, you get the occasional the fuckhead that wants to come and hit your uh, hit your car as he's going by because you're too close to his bike lane and stuff. Like, screw that. No, it's 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 that sense of entitlement. Though I guess the way you got to look at it though is is the guy on the bike can do a lot less damage. And ultimately, the more people like him, as insufferable as he is, the more people like him there are, the better a city Toronto becomes. Yeah. Less choked by it, just like traffic and yeah. exhaust and. Yes. You know. Speaking of Amsterdam, when um, they have like like more co- bikes than cars, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, and and it's not like all the bicyclists are are great people, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. Like they're assholes, but ultimately, like. Generally, the the it's a net positive, I think, for the city, for yeah. traffic, for just for just it being a livable, movable place. But yeah, no, the the, the we sound like old old men, cur- old curmudgeons. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, the irony is not lost <laughs> on me for sure. No, the what you see in in like in communities in, just say like sort of at risk communities in the Bay Area, for example. You see these people, they sort of move in because it's like I said, it's like white flight in the other direction. And some people are a little bolder than other people. So they move into these parts, for example, of like West Oakland, which is, you know, has some pretty notoriously bad parts. And so they were sort of responsible for West Oakland trending to be sort of a a safer neighborhood. But then what it ended up being, because you had all these people with headphones and staring into their phones all the time, what it ended up being was like, wait, so I used to have to go to Rockridge, you know, which is like a few stations away to rob people. Now they came to me. You know what I mean? So then the neighborhood suddenly became like really bad. And I have a hard time feeling so bad about that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I like it when real life intervenes and, it, and it, it, it doesn't do it nearly enough in san francisco because i think like unfortunately they're they're they they're they have finished the job or they're finishing the job there like it's mm-hmm. it's uh like a comedian recently said it's like the billionaires displaced the millionaires this time like you know it's it's yeah. it's crazy yeah. i still love it there it's it's beautiful but it's it's uh it's hard. You see what happens to the people that get left behind. And I always say, like, when San Francisco leaves me behind, I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think East Hastings is bad, man. Like, yeah. just take a walk around the Tenderloin. Yeah. Like, that, that's some those, – those people have been left behind. It's like George Romero. It's like it's all real. Yeah. It's like it's all real. Like, there's this untouchable class. It's just like it's, – it's a bath salts incident away from, from being the real, like, you know – Dawn of the Dead, you know. Yeah, what's that? Um, that club, bottom of the hill. What part of town is that in? That's in my uh, neck of the woods, actually. That's down in the the flats of Petro Hill. So, some landfill, some bedrock here and there. You know, I, you never know. I think we're on bedrock. Okay. But uh, yeah, that that's in that neighborhood. The park side is there too. Yep. 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 Which is another live music venue. Mm-hmm. We've played a number of times. A lot of good bands coming through there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Petro Hill. Hot spot. Yeah. I guess right now. The Yeah, the dog patch. Okay. And it used to be just sort of 
this kind of industrial neighborhood, not very developed uh, industrial neighborhood out by the lower part of the bay. And uh, where a lot of the ships would come in and get cleaned and fueled. And, and uh, uh, now it's gotten really popular and they've been building all these lofts, all these really horrible, like, and you see some of them 10 years down the line now, you know, like some of them been up, have been up for 10 or 15 years and it's like you you just, you know, it's like you just went to, to Romania or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You heard of Western block architecture like that. that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like they've made a ghetto of the place and nothing is going to replace it but more ghetto. Yeah, like if they tear those things down or if an earthquake knocks them down, they're just going to build something worse because because that's all they can manage to do. Mm-hmm. And I recently, like, the, the, I heard that on Yelp, there, because that's where the Hell's Angels, the San Francisco clubhouse, it's on our street just a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. And um, I recently heard that people were complaining on Yelp about the noise. And I thought that was pretty pretty good. I would love to see, you know, yeah. them go and like, complain in person. And it would be like guys in beards and lumberjack yeah. uh, shirts on. Oh, it would be beautiful. What a beautiful thing that would be. Well, they, they say that crime rate is lower around clubhouses. Of course it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, like they, 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 they do crimes too. It's just they're more organized about it. Yeah. It's the same thing as in, in Los Angeles. I had a lot of friends that lived in Hollywood back when that, that like when, when Los Angeles was a city kind of under siege, mm-hmm. uh, uh, by violent crime. Um, if you lived in a neighborhood, for example, that was a gang block or a gang corner, uh, you were much safer than if you didn't. Than than a lot of the neighborhoods were, were you know, because Hollywood is is anybody's game. Like it's it's just a it's a mess. And um, if you lived on a block that was a gang block, you were you were much safer because they regulated in a way that cops couldn't because they lived there. You know, cops come, you know, from someplace else and their response time. Like, if you look at Los Angeles from Griffith Park, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever somebody does to you, like, they're getting, who, who could ever catch them? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's too big. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm amazed that anybody ever gets caught for anything down there. <laughs> but apparently it's gotten a lot nicer down there, too. Is, is, is There's a line, though, drawn between where the bad stuff is and where the where the good stuff is. And the line is constantly always moving around, like... Look at Detroit. Detroit is now in that weird, nobody wants to live there anymore. And Buffalo, same way. Um, Baltimore. Detroit's turning a corner, though. Yeah. Detroit is turning a corner. And, uh, um, yeah, Baltimore, I don't know what's going to happen with Baltimore. That's 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 kind of some legacy of, of slavery and, and uh, diaspora shit that people need to deal with down here that I don't know that they ever will, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But, uh I don't know. I've heard that Baltimore, that some neighborhoods are, but see, you know, not to sound like a curmudgeonly old man, but like there's, there was this, I re- growing up in Pittsburgh, I remember there was this kind of blue collar wisdom that, you know, that, that I could never understand, you know, like, can't you see that I'm on your side, that all these things that I'm, you know, all these things that I profess to believe in mm-hmm. are things that that would benefit you down the road and they all had a much more sanguine kind of attitude about it you know like yeah we'll see you know it's just another hand in your pocket and 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 yeah, yeah. i don't know so when, when they talk about neighborhoods changing and improving 
I always take that with a grain of salt because who are they moving out, you know, or who will they eventually move out, you know, once nobody's paying attention to make it, you know, such a livable place and, and how much is it going to cost to live there? Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. Well, we're almost out of time because you have about 40 minutes and we haven't even talked about music. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you're editing this thing, man, because we're, we're going on. I, I, I'm going off on some, some pretty uh, wild tangents, and, and for that, I apologize. Well, it's called Apologue, which is actually a true, it's like a fable. That's actually the true definition of Apologue is like a tall tale and fables and folklore and things like that. So it's kind of neat that you're actually, you're off on tangents. I love it. That's what it's all about, man. That's great. <laughs> It's good stuff. So you're on tour. You're, on, you're playing punk rock bowling tonight, and then you're doing some Yukon shows, right? Yeah. Um, we're flying into Pittsburgh and getting all of our shit together and then going to Cincinnati mm-hmm. uh, for our first show and then working our way up. Uh, we're playing uh, Indianapolis, Lansing, Chicago, uh, and then we'll be in Ontario mm-hmm. for, I think, our first dates in Linden, I'd call the office and then we're playing the bovine sex club i've never played there before i've been there i've been there many a time yeah. it, um yeah, no sex in toronto i that, that, that's what i've been led to understand yeah. but um so you like it and never played there so i'm excited to play there because i've been there a number of times um then let's see then i want to say it's ottawa after that I think so and i don't know where we're playing in ottawa um I almost had my nose broken in Ottawa. It was behind Barrymore's. And it was like five below zero. Have you ever been to Barrymore's? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's that metal grating, like, sort of, like, slide yeah. that the guys would, would, like, it was crazy. It's like they had, they would put the heels of their boots against the grating and then sort of ride base cabinets down and slide down in the ice. And then I remember that it was the opening band. The singer and the drummer got into a fight with one another about something, and I tried to break it up, and I ended up catching the worst of it. <laughs> and uh, you know when you get you ever get punched in the nose? Yeah, in once. five below zero weather. Just once, not not cold. Yeah. I had somebody punch me through my car window, like smashed window, and then Ooh. in my face. I yeah, I broke my nose. That sucks. Yeah, he's a kid no, this, too. This did not break my nose. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. A kid? Yeah. He's drunk and pissed. See, we have our angry hoodlums, too. Oh, wait, no more tangents. Sure. Let's talk music. So, yeah, we're playing um, and, and then into uh, Montreal and Quebec City, not necessarily in that order, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> and then down into uh, upstate New York. Love Quebec City. What a beautiful city it is. Montreal, too. Yep. Um, uh, coming down into through upstate New York, New York City, New Jersey, Asbury Park, um, uh, which is where our drummer that's playing with us on this tour, he's from not too far from there, Seaside Heights, Tom River, Tom's Tom's River, that is. And um, down into, what, D.C., Philly, and then finally Pittsburgh, my hometown. And then back to um, San Francisco. Back to San Francisco with a two-and-a-half tour under our belt. So we'll, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's the best kind of practice there is. Did you um you alert the ukulele to put this band together, right? Is that that's what I heard? Yeah, <laughs> essentially, like the, well, the name to 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 do something to put the truth to the lie, you know? Yeah, because the name was the first thing that 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 occurred to me, and then 
Uh, later, I discovered that they were. I think there's actually a uh, an English like Uke resource site called Ukulele Hunt. I saw you know? it. I, I googled it and found it. Yeah. 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 But I came up with it independently of them. I don't know if, if it was me that that they came up with the idea first, but it seems like a a pretty natural idea. You know the Mike, the mm-hmm. Mike Hunt, the Michael Hunt joke. Yeah. So. From Porky's. As long as we're here in... Oh, was that from Porky's? I remember the first time I ever heard it was the prank. I thought it was just an old joke. If you go watch Porky's, which is... My mother told me the joke. It's a Canadian uh, release, actually, Porky's. And based on Florida, we'll see, we're putting it all together here. These boys Mm. go down to Porky's, the strip bar that's on the other side of the state line. No, I know the movie. Yeah, but they have the the prank call part, and they ask for Mike, Michael Hunt, or Mike Hunt. But it's actually from the tube bar tapes, too. Remember the tube bar tapes? Oh, yes, I do. That's the D- yeah. uh, sorry, the, the, um, the New Jersey. Is that the guy that says he's going to cut yeah. cut open his belly? See all the black stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard uh, Shut Up Little Man? No. It's like it was this thing that these, these guys moved into this house in the lower hate, and then they would hear the, their drunk neighbors that had been living there forever. Um, these two binos, they would just scream at each other like these shouting men. And that's where it got cut off. So come back in a couple of weeks, or come back next week, because it's going to be Chris Hanna. And he is going to be awesome. He's always awesome. It's Chris Hanna. Come on, from the band Propagandi, please. Yeah, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to play a little tune from what we did in the car. That hopefully will get you to come back. I apologize. You know, I I apologize, because what can you do? But there were some good things said. We talked a lot about cities and whatnot. So there you go. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Melanie Kay, for doing this. And, and as always, she has been a very good supporter to the show. She's always been very, very good-spirited. And when I came to her with the idea of doing podcasts instead of traditional interviews, she was very cool about it. And, and she's been offering up very cool people for this podcast. And for that, I thank you very, very much, Melanie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So here's the tune we did in the car. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I'll be here. Bye. A place where nobody dared to go. The love that we came to know, they call it Xanadu. And now, open your eyes and see. What we have made is real, we are in Xanadu. A million lights are dancing and there you are, a shooting star. An everlasting world and you're here with me, eternally. Xanadu. Xanadu Xanadu In Xanadu Xanadu Your neon lights will shine For you Xanadu The love 
The echoes of long ago You needed the world to know They are in Xanadu The dream that came through a million years That lived on through all the tears It came to Xanadu A million lights are dancing And there you are, a shooting star An everlasting world And you're here with me eternally Xanadu Xanadu In Xanadu 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 In Xanadu Now that I'm here Now that you're near in Xanadu, now that I'm here, now that you're near, in Xanadu, Xanadu, Ooh. And we'll see you next week, everybody.